Welcome back to Tailgates and Turnovers, the official Film Crew College Football Podcast, part of the Happy Hour Sports Network. Joining me again is Bennett. Bennett, what's going on? Not much, man. Uh, first half done. Ready to um, wrap up the rest of the ACC. I think we got through all of the uh, the most important teams in the first half. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. All of is that. What you think? All, all the true ACC that are important. Uh-huh. Non, we'll see about that. Just the, I'm not talking about the non ACC adjacent or the ACC uh-huh, adjacent okay. teams. We got a couple more important ones here, but yeah, this uh, we got some stinkers here. So I round this one out, but we're gonna wrap this week up. Talk about the rest of the ACC here. We're just going to jump right into it. Uh, we're going to go over each school. This is alphabetical order. We finished off with the University of Miami. So let's jump right into the North Carolina Tar Heels. So up and down season for them last year. Uh, Drake May very much in the Heisman race until very late in the season. Um, had four, over 4,000 yards, almost 40 touchdowns, um, another 700 on the ground. Uh, he's going to be a top five draft pick, probably top two. Um, the offense, I mean, no complaints about the offense, really. They had some stinker games, but in terms of like their production overall, that's it's what you want. Yeah. I mean, he's he's overall a stud. Are, um, are you worried about the Sam Howell effect with him? No, I'm not. I, and you know, this might be a freezing cold take later, but I, the talent is there. Um, I think the thing with Sam Howell is that you just saw, a lot of Phil Longo's offense and like guys being able to get open for him and everything like that. I, Drake may, you can kind of tell when you watch it's, it's tough to quantify. You can use all the advanced metrics you want, but sometimes when a dude has it, you can just see it. And yeah. the way may carries himself in games, like obviously there were a couple games that he didn't really do all that well, in, but you know, he, when the lights were brightest, he played his ass off. Yeah. It's um, yeah. The games that, he didn't perform well or some of the ones that uh they lost most notably like georgia tech and nc state like he just couldn't get it going then the uh acc championship game they got the brakes blown off by clemson like they got destroyed yeah it it was bad and clemson finally refound their footing and everything like that it drink may obviously did not play all that well in a couple of those games but can't really lay the blame in him when their defense was as bad as it was Yep. Like shout out shout out to Gene Chizik. Oh my God. Like this is a disaster. And they have talent. Like they recruited defense pretty well over the past few years. But yeah. they have just been abject failures at developing this talent and turning it in turning it into anything meaningful on the field. 116th ranked total defense. Yeah. And like the passing defense was the main issue in there like it's uh they were they just yards through the air where anybody could get them at will if they wanted to atrocious yeah and they 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 finished up i think it was what nine nine and four or something like that um yeah was it nine nine and five they played 14 games didn't they yeah nine and five because the acc championship game they lost to um oregon in the bowl game that's right. That was that ended up being a pretty good game, didn't it? Yeah, it was a, it was a one point game. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, and they had their wins weren't great. Um, you know, the and I think again, defense bears a big part of this. Um, their biggest win, what Pitt maybe Duke? Uh, yeah, probably probably Pitt. Yeah, and 
I mean, the teams that they lost to, definitely uh, one of these teams is not like the others with Georgia State or uh, Georgia Tech sitting there. Um, uh, we talked about them earlier this week, and yeah, it was just bad. It was, that was one of Drake May's bad games. And I don't think it's going to be any different with regard to this this team going the way Drake May goes. Yeah, no, I, I agree. It's um, it's all going to come down to what he does. And if they want to win some games, he, he once again is going to have to have like 40-plus touchdowns. Yeah, he's going to have to carry. Like, it, he lost his – I mean, he lost his two best receivers this year. Um, they're bringing guys in that are talented, but not necessarily proof. Like, it, it's it, it's okay to be nervous about them while not feeling nervous about Drake May. Like, I don't think how this season goes isn't gonna, is going to affect Drake May's stock all that much. Like, I still think regardless of how this – outside of him, like, getting injured or him just, like, turning into DJU, like, he's going to be a top-five pick no matter what. Yeah, no, he's – He's got the size and the arm, and he's not he he's not DJ. Yeah, like yeah, he's he's going to be totally. Yeah, outside of losing the talent, I mean, you lost Phil Longo, who's leaving for Wisconsin. There were reports that Drake May was pretty happy about Phil Longo leaving. Uh, I know there were some rumors, which obviously a lot of this is message board shit, but there were rumors that he was maybe going to think about transferring, and then after Longo left, like that all got shut down pretty quickly. So. Don't know if maybe that if those two things were related or not, but uh, new offensive coordinator in Chip Lindsey, and about middle of the pack in terms of the total number of snaps they're returning this year. Um, I mean, they're in the top top sixty in terms of their production uh, on offense and defense there. So uh, bringing back those four offensive linemen is going to be big for them, though. Uh, they're going to be able to protect Drake May. A little bit better than he got protected at some points in the season last year. Yeah. Um, one other thing we're talking about the defense that there also has been a lot of talk about how Phil Longo kind of leaves the defense out to dry because they do score so much. Um, yeah. I mean, the the defense is out there a lot. Like he, that, that, his, that's true. His offense is scored fast and a lot. So, um, but overall, yeah. I mean, you're, you're losing Josh Downs at receiver. Like you're gonna have to find somebody to replace them. Yeah. And I mean, hopefully they're able to bring guys in that saw what they did on offense last year and they want some of that. So yeah. Chip Wins is a good, uh, a good coordinator though. He was good with, yeah. um, he was good with what's his face at Auburn. Uh, Jared Siddham. Like he had a good, he did good for him. And I, I'd say Drake May is like kind of a similar player. Just he's just better Siddham. Essentially. Yeah. Yeah. 3.0. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, like same size, just faster, stronger, better on. Yeah. Besides those things, though, same player. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So looking ahead at their schedule, their win total is set at eight and a half. And you've only got four sure wins on here. And I wouldn't even say that. So hold on. I got to go back. Last year, they won one, two, three, four, five, six. They won six of their games by three points or less. Like, like you can – A lot I don't of variance. Know. And I, do you remember the App State game? Yeah. That was a great yes. game. How can I forget? Yeah, it was like 60-something to 60-something. Yeah. Um, they only like, lost that one because the – yeah, the App State quarterback ended up having like a – some kind not a turnover or anything like that, but just like was short of the line or something. Yeah, what's his name? Um, 
He's the, the old Clemson kid. Um, yeah. Chase, Chase Bryce. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, but, I, I don't know, man. It's all toss-ups. Like, it, it is. Maybe they can win six more games by three points. But, like, I don't know. I mean, the schedule that they've got, they've got Clemson, NC State, and South Carolina, probably the three best teams. Miami, again, they're just a question mark. I don't know whether to call Miami a, a tough matchup or not. Talent-wise, yes. But, I mean, Minnesota – I would put Minnesota in a sure win category. I think they're. I think Gophers are going to be pretty damn bad this year. Okay, uh, I'm. I'm with them. So that gets us to five. Yeah, and then you got Pitt, Syracuse, Duke. I mean, that's eight. <laughs> that's right at the I mean, line. And then you are they going to win a shootout with Duke? Like what we just we talked about that the other day. Like, I, yeah, I don't know. So it's it's a toss up. Like you're kind of talking to me and taking the under here. I, I I don't think they win two of those road games, so that's two off the board right there. That's two losses. Duke, Miami, Syracuse, who knows? Um, Carolina's in Charlotte. Damn. That's tough. I kind of lean under on this one. I think I took the over when we first had this discussion, but looking at it now, it's all going to hinge on what Miami is. When do they play Miami this year? Um, One second. Week... Seven. Okay. October 14th. So, I mean, we should have time to see what Miami is, but Miami doesn't really play anybody before that outside of A&M. Yeah. It's, it's at home, which helps. But, I mean, like, I think them and Miami are, like, at least talent. And, I mean, if you take Drake May out of the equation, Miami's definitely the better team. It's just – Yeah. Quarterbacks are going to equalize But did this, did this defense take any steps forward – to make them better. They were second to last in sacks last year. I don't think they did. Yeah. I don't, I don't see where they necessarily improved. Chiswick's still there, right? You didn't miss anything with that? Ch- no, Chiswick's still there for sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I think, all right, if we're going to do it, I think they win Carolina and Syracuse. That gets them to seven. But I don't feel comfortable giving them another win on that. Not even Pitt? No, I, I think Pitt's – Actually, not going to be that bad. I was just say I'd rather give them Pitt than South Carolina. Whew, man, yeah. I mean, I still just I don't feel comfortable with them winning eight or with them winning nine. Yeah, like I, I, I take the under here. I had it right, so I, I yeah, I had it. Even if they won, like their four and ceiling, like it averaged out to like eight and a half. So like they're right at the mark. I mean, I, I tend to lean under, and I, I'm I'm feeling pretty comfortable about it. Yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I think before we started this, I took the over, but I think you might have convinced me. They lost their only, they lost their only good defensive player. I mean, like in the secondary, which was already <laughs> awful. Good old uh, Storm Duck. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what happened there. He was going to Penn State, and then he ended up at Louisville. Yeah, but gotta love, gotta love portal recruiting. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm under. I feel like. Yeah, I'm under too. Much as I am surprising myself by saying it, just looking at these teams, it's all going to hinge on Miami. I think. Yeah. If if Miami is good, then they're going to go under. If Miami's not good, then I think I think the over is in play for them. So, yeah, I, I lean under though. All right, I'm with you. All right, next up, we've got their in-state rival, the other in-state rival, the NC State Wolfpack. 
who had another up and down season. Uh, Devin Leary was kind of a bigger name going into the year, uh, at least in terms of potential draft prospects. Uh, did not did not really pan out, and obviously not necessarily his fault either. He tore a peck and missed most of the year, but he did end up transferring out. So, I mean, uh, NC State probably felt pretty comfortable letting him go out of that. They were like the bizarro North Carolina. Yeah, they were the exact opposite, yeah. <laughs> 105th in total offense, 20th in total defense. Like, it, it's very close to what North Carolina was. Yeah, they yeah. um they never gave up. They gave up more than 21 points one time last year, and that was to Clemson. That defense was good. Yeah, really good. And I'm I'm anticipating that that's that bearing out next year this year as well. Yeah, it's um, yeah they're um, and I remember watching like, their secondary is just unreal and like they're returning a lot of those guys. Yeah, and on the offensive side of the ball, replacing Devin Leary with Brennan Armstrong, I'll be honest, I like it. I like it too. He's um he's getting that. It's this is something we see a lot with the transfer portal now. He's getting back with his old offensive coordinator. Yep. And, and he, um, he balled out. Yeah. And, his uh, last well, yeah. We had the numbers. Are, yeah. 2021, he had 40 touchdowns and like 5,000 yards. Yeah. Yeah. So, he had great production out of that. So it's, I, I think this is going to be a better team. And they were eight and five. Like eight and five isn't, isn't bad when you're in NC State. They had some legit like top 10. They are, I know. Someone might have been Jake picked them to win the ACC last year, so the expectations were higher. And I think that's kind of where, again, you see this be a disappointment. But if you just look at it like on the average of what NC State is, like that's a perfectly acceptable season. Yeah, I mean that's that's fine. I think um, their expectations are pretty high, but I I really like the Armstrong transfer. I, yeah, I um I know you didn't really love it at the time when he was the big. He was one of the names attached to Notre Dame. Yeah, I, I can't remember if he transferred before. It was after. Okay. Um, I mean, I, I'd rather have Hartman, but... Yeah, but they're both good options. It's just, I mean, I think the thing with Hart, with uh, not Hartman, with uh, Armstrong is that last year obviously was not good. And that you never know if that's more attributed to UVA or if that's an issue with Armstrong himself. So I, I think this is a really good move for NC State and... Looking at their schedule, their over-under is only set at six and a half. I feel like that's yeah. low. I feel like it's low as well. You've got four guaranteed wins on here. I I agree with those. you got VMI, UVA, Marshall, Virginia Tech. Watch out for the fun belt. Marshall could do yeah. something frisky. Um, and then your one guaranteed loss is good, too. I would say Clemson is pretty safe to pick. These maybes here, um, I mean, I would say Wake is a sure win. I just don't see what they're going to do to replace the quarterback situation there. And A.T. Perry, which we'll, t- we'll talk about Wake here towards the end. But um, the rest of the teams are pretty tough. I mean, they got Notre Dame, North Carolina, Miami, Duke, and Louisville. Those, that's a strong middle of their schedule. So, uh, yeah, I, I think you can put Wake over. That's five right there. So they need two more. Do you, do you think they can – I don't think yes. they're beating Notre Dame. Do you think they can beat UNC, Duke, or Louisville or Miami? you think they can split those? I think they can win two of those, yeah. I, okay. In likelihood, I would say Duke's the most likely, and then Louisville, and then North Carolina, and then Miami. Okay. 
I'm with that. Then I'm on the over as well. Pretty so I'll take the over on that six and a half for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on to the one school that's not technically in this conference and probably never will be, but they play six or seven games in this conference anyway. So the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, the team that I have a vested interest in. Uh, we talked about ups and, ups and downs with them, uh, with NC State last year. Had the same thing here. Uh, close. I mean, they were double-digit losses, but, I mean, context matters. You can't just box score watch this. Like, they had a close loss at Ohio State and a closer loss than it should have been with Drew Pine at quarterback uh, at USC. But the two losses that were inexcusable were home games against Marshall and Stanford. Cannot fucking have that. Yeah, fun belt week. Yeah, fun belt week really fucked that up. But uh, they had a couple good wins. We already talked about them stomping Clemson earlier this week. Um, Just crushed them. And then did the same thing with North Carolina. Just took advantage of that bad defense. Drake, they played his ass off, but ended up not mattering. Um, You had a good season, and then you ended up finishing it off with a pretty fun bowl win. Um, Mm -hmm. You saw the best and worst of Tyler Buckner in one game. And it, uh, I guess, the best kind of won out. But it was like two pick sixes, three picks total, but then like four touchdowns on top of that. Absolutely weird game for Tyler Buckner, but they ended up pulling the win out there. Um, looking at the 2023, a couple big changes here. Obviously, we already we mentioned Sam Hardman uh, when we were just talking about NC State. Huge transfer in. Um, ACC record holder for touchdowns thrown. Obviously, very prolific in Wake Forest, slow mess offense. And I think part of the reason he's coming to Notre Dame was to try to get into a more pro-ready system. But the guy that brought him here, offensive coordinator Tommy Reese, also the quarterback's coach, is now the offensive coordinator at Alabama. What a odd move. What do you think about yeah. that, Bennett? <laughs> odd move. Um, I don't know. He wasn't. He wasn't the first guy tapped, but good for him for getting the job. Yeah, and he he comes pretty highly like touted by college sports media, quote unquote. Like they're pretty high on him as a uh, as a, at least as a scheme designer. The play calling still leaves some to be desired, but the scheme itself is pretty sound. Um, they also lost their special teams coordinator, Brian Mason, who um, who left to be the Colts special teams coordinator. And I think that's going to be a lot bigger loss than people are going to let on because Notre Dame won quite a few games off of the backs of their special teams, including that Clemson game. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Was it really that much special teams in the Clemson game? I mean, they started off with a block punt that they ran back for a touchdown. I mean, that I, as a tone setter, at the very least, like that—that's a huge momentum shift. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And um, but I mean, what? How I was there two picks? Two pick sixes or one? There was at least one that was Jer- uh, not Jerkovic. Um, Klubnik's first throw in. I think I feel like DJ might have thrown another one. Yeah, because I think Ben Morrison had three total picks. Two of them being uh, pick sixes. There. Yeah, makes sense. So the special teams, it is going to be a big loss. Um, obviously, they have found another special teams coordinator, but it, it's just going to be a matter of whether or not they can replace the guy who jumps straight from college to the NFL. That's It's going to be a tall ask. But um, bringing back 65% of their offensive production, 72% of their defensive production. Uh, quarterbacks, a lot of quarterback rotation this year. Uh, Sam Hartman coming in. Both Tyler Buckner and Drew Pine transferring out. Tyler Buckner is at Alabama with Tommy Reese, and Drew Pine is at Arizona State 
more power to him. Um, they also lost running back Logan Diggs. Uh, didn't bring in a ton of guys, which is pretty on brand for the Irish. They don't really bring in bring a ton of guys in. Um, they mostly look for grad transfer guys, and they they haven't really gotten into the undergrad game yet. Yeah. Um, just one more is is Drew Pine even going to start in Arizona State? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I don't think so. At least based on what some of the reports out of camp have been saying. Okay. So we'll see. But I mean, he was. Just, not his fault. He's like, he's like five nine. Yeah, yeah. But is, is it going to be Rashada? Uh, I don't think it's going to be Rashada. We'll talk about Arizona State when we do our Pac twelve preview. But I think there's a third guy there that has been impressing at least. It'll be either Rashada or that third guy. But uh, Drew Pine definitely on the outside looking in. Okay. So uh, it, it's going to be interesting. Um, in replacing Tommy Reese, they whiffed on a couple of awesome offensive coordinator. Um, candidates and ended up promoting internally it's gonna be jared parker who's a tight ends coach um doing things a little bit differently at least the reports on the spring spring ball uh sounds like they're doing a lot more four wide sets which is different mm-hmm. hopefully a good different but i mean the the tight end room isn't as stable this year for notre dame which is pretty odd and the wide receiver room uh didn't get a ton of production out of them last year because drew pine was a michael mayer merchant but uh, got some talent in the room now. Uh, Chancey Stuffy's done a really good job of recruiting that room, and there they're should be poised for a breakthrough for at least a couple guys there. But looking ahead at their schedule, it's a pretty tough schedule, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, very top-heavy. You've got Ohio State, USC, Clemson. So those are three playoff people playing this year. Uh, you've also got NC State. You've got Duke. Uh, you've got Louisville. Um I mean, it's going to be quite a few teams that are not going to be scrubs. And then you got, you know, they're quote unquote out of conference. You got Navy, Tennessee State, and Central Michigan. But in terms yeah. of like gimme games, because their their lines at nine, and I'm trying to look at this as unbiased as I can. But I am seeing, I mean, I'm seeing seven gimme games. Got Navy, Tennessee State, Central Michigan, Stanford, Wake, Pitt. Duke. Like I feel so like those N- should be and NC State and Louisville. You're like a little scared about. I'm nervous about those. I, I will be completely honest because I mean we talked about Brennan Armstrong coming in and how good that defense was. Notre Dame, they have a couple weaknesses. Their biggest weakness is probably their their defensive front, and I'm very worried about teams that are able to exploit that. Okay, which brings us, of course, to Ohio State, USC, and Clemson. All right, what's All the good what's, running what's the uh, realistic possibility that they uh lose all three of those games all three of them i think the pro- the pro- probability is pretty low okay if i had to guess i would say the most likely would be winning one losing two followed by winning two losing one Which, and then it's equally unlikely that they win all three so i'm not even going to entertain that which one are you clemson on the road clemson is the one that i lean the most towards a loss I think the and the reason for that is Ohio State. They played a really close game, and it's still early enough in the season before Ohio State really gets rolling that they have a chance at home to do some damage. Sam Hartman, the Irish have not had a quarterback like Sam Hartman in probably like fifteen years. Like it, it's been legitimately since Brady Quinn. Yeah, Clawson. So it's Clawson. Yeah, I mean, it was it was it wasn't a good team, but Clawson did pretty well. But. Um, yeah, it's it's just tough because like I don't know how much to expect out of Sam Hartman and how much I 
can think he's going to cover up some of the efficiencies, the inefficiencies on on the team. So I I think a realistic expectation is either nine or ten wins. Yeah, I'm on the I'm on the push with the uh, I'm on the push. <laughs> if you're like leaning I, under, you can say you're leaning under. No, I'm on the push. Like I think they win two out of those, or they win one out of those three, and then they they drop that one of those other ones. I don't think they're going to lose a game like Marshall or Stanford this year. Like no, no, no. Sam yeah. Hartman is too good of a quarterback for them to drop a game like that. No, that that time's gone. Fingers crossed. But yeah, I'm with you on the push there. I lean over. If I had to take one, I'd probably take the over. Um, but definitely not a confident one. I would honestly just kind of stay away from this. Yeah, I'm I'm not touching them. Yeah. So here's your Irish preview for you. And now we are going to move on to the Pitt Panthers. Okay. All right. So now it's time to talk the Pitt Panthers. Pitt had a pretty decent year this past year. Uh, had a barn burner with Tennessee to start the year off. That was week, let's say either like week three or week four that they came in there. Um, couple win, couple wins that looked really good. Uh, had a big win against UCLA, who was a pretty good team last year, and then blew the brakes off Miami. Um, close loss. Backyard brawl was a pretty fun game too this year. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was a great way to start the year off. Um, pretty average in terms of you know the total offense and total defense and everything like that. Nothing crazy. Uh, they finished nine and four, so a pretty respectable season, all things considered. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the Georgia Tech loss was a bad one. I know we keep bringing them up, but we keep bringing them up because you shouldn't lose to them. Yes, exactly. But they they lost a ton of talent going into next year. Yeah, they're probably. In terms of the total talent loss, they're probably towards the bottom of the Power Five. I mean, uh, yeah. Keaton Slovis is going to be – I say it's going to be tough to replace, but I just think he's going to be tough to replace with Phil Dracovic. Like, I don't think you're really gaining a whole lot with that transfer. And, but Dracovic is reuniting – or, yeah. Um, yeah, Dracovic is reuniting with Frank Scanetti, and it's uh, – you're trading one for the other, in my opinion, there. Like, you're not doing anything crazy. Yeah, but – Overall, like their offense, you don't have to worry about throwing the ball too much. And Slovis yeah. was really never that good there. Like, no, he had a couple of really good games, but just kind of overall, just kind of petered out as the year went on. Yeah, yeah, but they they're bringing some, they're bringing a couple key guys back. They're bringing three of their five offensive line starters, a couple of starting wide receivers. Uh, replacing Abanaconda is going to be tough, but I mean, running back is one of those positions where. You're, you're going to be able to refill production, more likely than not. Even if you don't have a guy necessarily as good as a Benacanda, like you're going to be able to replicate the production in the aggregate. Yeah. Put a money and ball. Um, and uh, as much as people like to hate him, like Narduzzi's defense always reloads pretty quick. So yeah. I'm not that Narduzzi's a good that. coach. Yeah. I mean, in Pitt, I mean, they just had another defensive lineman get drafted this year. Like, uh, Another undersized defensive lineman getting drafted by the NFL draft. Tell me, stop me if you heard that one before. Yep, not from Pitt. No, never. <laughs> but looking at their schedule, uh, so they're over under set at seven. Um, only three like surefire wins this year, I think. You know, it looks yeah. like you agree there. You got Wofford, VT, and Boston College. Um, no guaranteed losses. Which I again looking at their schedule, 
only one I would put two of them in there just because partially because I'm biased. I would say Florida State and Notre Dame are going to be losses for them, uh, especially Notre Dame being a road game. I think it's just going to make it tough for them. But um, I mean, they got to win. They've got to win three out of these seven games in I their they, in their middle column. So I think they can beat Cincinnati and West Virginia for sure, and Wake. So, yeah, I mean that that gives them three right there. They just need to win. So you need two more, two more or a push. Most likely, well, that that put them over. Yeah, well, no, it's it's seven. Yeah, you said Cincinnati, West Virginia, and then Wake. That puts six. them at sixth. Yeah, so you so need two I'm, more to go over. Uh, maybe Duke and Syracuse. Yeah, I I, I could see them. I'm not expecting them to win those games, but I could see them winning those games. Yeah. I can, I can see them winning those games, and Louisville, Carolina. I just, I just don't see those two happening. I, I don't either. Even if they are at home, but it's, I mean, they, there's not much of a home atmosphere for Pitt. No, they don't even. I mean, they play at uh, Heinz Field. Yeah, like, and yeah. I, I, I'm assuming you're going to say you're taking the push. Um, <laughs> I'm taking the push, leaning over. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same place there. It's just, it's tough when you have these flat numbers like this. The because it's it's flat for a reason. It's because usually that's they're very confident in where that's going to be. So, um, I would lean over as well. I think there's enough there in the in their middle, the middle of their schedule that they can pull out four more, four or five more wins um, than what they than what they could be with their surefire wins. So. I would say at worst you're going to push if you take the over. Yeah, I mean, I think they're going to go seven and five, and you're just going to push, and then it's a waste of your time. Yeah. So if you if you want to touch it, I would say take the over, but wouldn't recommend it at this point. No. So next up, we have got Syracuse. Syracuse um, started off very hot. Started off six and zero. Uh, what was the highest they got? I want to say they got up to like 14 or 15 or something like that. Yeah, they got in the top 15 for sure. Um, yeah, so they, they got, wheels fell apart very quickly. Yeah, it's, I mean, dude, after that, they um, – I think they played back-to-back games against Clemson and then Notre Dame. Yeah, and the, Clemson game, the Clemson game was super close too. They were in it. Yeah, they, I mean, they – yeah, it was less than a touchdown. Like, mm-hmm. they, they covered for sure. Yeah. Then Notre Dame blew the brakes off them. Florida State blew the brakes off them. This bad finish to the year, and they ended up topping it off with a loss in the pinstripe bowl. Um, very much a season that, that looked very promising at the start, but then I think just the reality of the talent disparity caught up with them. Yeah. And, I mean, um, Garrett Schrader, Shredder is back, but uh, it's, it's going to take a lot to uh, replace Sean Tucker. Yeah. I mean, Mr. Positive himself. And they lost, uh, I mean, a couple big guys to the NFL on the line. Yeah, they're. I mean, they're going to have a tough time on offense, I think, replicating what they had. Yeah. Um, and then on defense, like, their secondary got blown up. Uh, Tony White left for Nebraska. The defense coordinator joined that rule. And yeah, anybody they, they play, they can throw the ball. I think they're going to have trouble with. But, like, they've, gotten, they've got a pretty easy schedule. Yeah. That's their over under set at six, but looking at some of these teams, I'm trying to figure out why it's so low. <laughs> they just don't think they're going to beat 
any of these other teams. Yeah, I mean, at Purdue, probably the most likely of those those six that are left. So what we're looking at right now uh, for sure wins, we've got Colgate, Western Michigan, Army, at Virginia Tech, Boston College, and at Georgia Tech. I feel pretty confident with all those. I agree. Those should be wins for Syracuse. Then in this game, in this section where, like, we're not sure what's going to happen, but they, they could win, uh, we got at Purdue, home against Pitt, home against Wake. Home yeah. against Wake might be the easiest one of those three. I feel like they can beat Purdue as well. I mean, they beat them last year, which was yeah. – that was early on, and that was a Purdue blunder loss. Like, yeah. penalties, yeah. Pe- penalties that they just – I mean, they gave like 14 points in the last like minute. Yeah, but uh, that's the thing though. We, we've already got six wins in our in our sure win column. Like, what's the harm yeah. of taking the over in this one? <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm taking the over. Uh, they're going to beat Purdue yeah. awake. Only one of those two, and then they really shouldn't lose to any of those other teams. Um, they've got Clemson, UNC, and Florida State. Those are going to be for sure losses. Um, but any of those other nine games are winnable or should be won by them. Yeah. So I'm on the over yeah, get, and pr- pretty easy. Yeah, I'm with her. I'm with you on that. So we are done with Syracuse. Let's wrap it up with the great state of Virginia. We got these last two. Going to start with Virginia Cavaliers, UVA. Uh, bad. Yeah, bad. Yeah. And obviously they – they had some internal stuff going on, um, mass shooting, team-related in Charlottesville. Um, two of those games were canceled, so they only played 10. Tony Elliott went 3-7 and seven in them. Uh, offense ranked 103rd in the country. That's not good. No, and he's an offensive guy. Yeah, with, and you're the offensive and we, coordinator. And we were talking about like, you had Brennan Armstrong and you couldn't do anything. Yeah. Uh, I mean, kind of had Venables with the same thing. Like, you're a defensive coordinator, and when your defense is that bad, it's the same thing here. But their de- UVA's defense, not too bad, especially playing in the ACC. 44th in the country. I mean, not great, but not anything that, you know, they should be embarrassed about. Uh, yeah, they, uh, they get to the quarterback, which is, like, the yeah. one thing that can help you out. Right. Being able to disrupt the passing game by applying pressure is going to be the best way to mitigate some of these offenses. Um, it's not looking great this year, though, man. No, <sighs> like they're bottom bottom ten in returning production on offense. Uh, defense, they're about middle of the pack. But I mean, they got a dude transferred from Monmouth as their starting quarterback. Like it's it's looking dire. On that yeah, side of the ball. I got I got a lot of sure losses, a couple of maybes that I don't think they'll even win those. And yeah, I yeah, I I'm, mean. I'm taking the under pretty easy. I mean, like, I don't even know if they can beat James Madison. Like, I don't know either. I don't think they can. Like, the only the sure win you've got on here, maybe Georgia Tech, maybe Boston College, depending on what all happens there. But, I mean, that still only puts you at three. So, I, yeah, I feel I, pretty good about taking the under on this one. They're going to get smoked quite a few times this year. I'll take the under. I'm taking the under. I don't even think they're better than Georgia Tech. Yeah. Three and a half games is the line. Uh, really, the only lock win I would give them is William and Mary, and that's that's about all they got going for them. Yeah, I think I think them and uh, Boston College are the two worst teams in the country, or, or not the country, in the conference. Conference, yeah, I would agree there. So, so yeah, just really tough looking for the Cavs right now. 
But yeah. we're going to keep it moving. We've got the Virginia Tech Hokies next. Uh, another not good year. Uh, they went three and eight. So very similarly bad, uh, very similarly bad on offense. Very honestly, pretty close to what Virginia did. <laughs> yeah. Um, defense is pretty good. Offense is really bad. Yeah. Um, it's, I mean, in terms of their losses last year, I mean, just got blown out by West Virginia hit like not good teams. Like they, they need to win some, they need to get closer with some of these games and win a couple of them. But we're looking at this line right now over under five games and you've got no sure wins on their schedule. No sure wins. And I don't disagree. Like yeah. your maybe wins here. You've got Old Dominion, Rutgers, Marshall, Boston College, UVA. Like I can't confidently say they're going to win any of those. Me either. I mean, if anything, I can move Rutgers, Marshall, and Old Dominion over to sure wins. That gives you three. And then Boston College and Virginia are still toss ups. And yeah, I don't. I, I mean, don't, I don't see, I don't see it. Them getting to five. They're um, they're so bad in the trenches. Like they're off. Yeah. We we talked about the problems with Brent Pry. Like having to like yeah. He's just had to convert guys all over the place, like to different positions. Like it's crazy how much trouble he's had with that. Yeah, Justin Fuente really fucked them up. Yeah, really bad, really bad shape roster that he took over. So, I mean, hopefully he's able to kind of make up for that over the course of this year. But I mean, they don't have any real pass rush threats, and their O line—you've already said it—just not looking good. Like. They're gonna. It's gonna be a tough year if you're a Hokie fan. Yeah, I. It, Both Virginia so, schools should just fast forward to basketball season. Yeah, um, yeah, Virginia. This the state's in trouble. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, because that DMV area too. Like, there's a ton of talent there, but you got schools like Penn State coming up and poaching. You got Clemson working it up. North, both of the North Carolina, all three of the North Carolina schools making their way up there. Like, your 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 home state's getting poached. And you guys aren't good enough to counteract it. Yeah, it's it's really uh, Virginia has more luck there. I mean, Virginia Tech's kind of over near Maryland and Tennessee, and then you got to fight those people too. And yep, yeah, it's just hard uphill battle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's Virginia Tech, and we are going to finish off with the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. Wake Forest Demon Deacons were eight and five last year. Uh, Dave Clawson doing a damn good job at making them relevant. Yeah, it's um, defense not good. Got, no defense bad, but he's just got that offense that just keeps him in it. And uh, that weird slow mesh. Yeah, it works. But I know, like you said, that's why Hartman transferred out because he needs more of a pro style offense for his future. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's kind of like the triple option where you have to have some kind of you got to have a gimmick in order to make up for a talent disparity and mm-hmm. he's done a really good job with it yeah no overall he's a he's an amazing coach but um this is probably gonna be his toughest year in a long time <laughs> yeah i agree it's uh i mean the defense was really bad and when you're playing in the acc when you have all these quarterbacks and relatively high powered offenses like you're gonna have to be able to score points and i don't know if they're gonna be able to score as many points this year as they did last year me either um, they're bottom 15 in returning production on offense. And then um, we, we talked about how bad the defense already is, and they're literally about to start guys that have never taken a snap at quarterback in a, in a pretty pass-heavy home. So Yeah, they're going to get picked on. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, 
not their only did you lose their schedule's ahead. pretty light. Yeah, I mean they're they avoid. I mean they don't avoid the big dogs really, but they they avoid a lot of like the good depth of the conference. I think. Yeah. Um, like they don't have to worry about Louisville. They don't have to worry about North Carolina. I mean, your toughest mid-tier game is going to be NC State. The rest of those, I think, are pretty winnable. Like, and then you're playing, uh, you're playing Muskie pretty early on. Good old Elon yeah. College. I don't know the, the Lions at six. I honestly might lean under though. I still lean under. I don't think they're beating Duke in a shootout. I don't think they're beating NC State, Syracuse, or Pitt. Like you have to be able to pull one of those out, and I don't think they. We already talked about Hartman, but like At Perry went to the draft, and like they don't really have anybody besides him. Yeah, they're like they're gonna have trouble replacing him, and the Mitch Griffiths who's starting for Hartman, replacing him like he's just unknown and unproven. But like we said, Clawson's system—it's just like they they just put up points no matter who it is. Yeah, yeah. The worry—I mean—that the cornerback. Lack of depth, lack of experience is going to be massive. And I think it's going to be – they might end up being fine by the time the year is done, but I could see it being really rough for them early on. Yeah, I'll um, I'll take the under. I'm not even worried about the push. Yeah, I'm with you there. I'll take the under on that as well. Just NC State and Duke are good enough, and then, like, I don't know. I don't think they're going to be beat either Syracuse on the road or Pitt at home. Like – they might win one of those and you get a push out of it, but like they shit, they might lose to Virginia Tech or Georgia Tech. Yeah, they could. So and Vanderbilt, like Vanderbilt's still an SEC team. Like we saw I I sure shit was one of the guys that bet Hawaii when I saw they were playing Vanderbilt and Vanderbilt won by like fucking forty. So yeah. who knows? Could get the good Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt that beat Kentucky and Florida last year. Yeah. I mean, but they keep trucking along. They are the uh smallest Power five team by far as far as enrollment yeah. goes. I mean, um, I think TCU and um, actually, I mean, like Notre Dame is probably not that far behind them. It's pretty small, yeah. I don't think it's I don't I don't think it's up it's up there with them, but it's on the smaller side. Yeah, they've only got like eight thousand. I believe so. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's going to be tough. Uh, I think that I don't think like Clawson's seat is hot or anything like that. He's still a great coach, but uh, it's all going to depend on Griffiths, like. Rip, like you said, he's an unknown at this point. If he ends up being a stud, then you know maybe they'll maybe they would eight. Yeah, but you just can't really bet on that. Nah, not I'm I'm not comfortable with it. He's yeah, he's like barely taking any snaps. He's taking uh, he's taking fifty snaps in three years. Not nearly enough. And I mean, granted, when you're backing up Sam Hartman, like that's going to happen. Maybe. It's just because maybe it's just because of that, but you have to be worried about it. Yeah, I'm really worried, and um, yeah, I think this is the year they finally don't hit seven wins. I'm right there with you. So that will wrap up our ACC preview, and we will make sure to have a betting guide for you. We'll avoid the ones we said to avoid, as well as any. We didn't really have a ton of agreements this week, especially once we started talking this out, but. Uh, we'll be sure to put this out for you uh, so we can lead you into your weekend as well. Uh, so feel free to give us a read at happyhoursports.net. You can also find our feed. Uh, Bennett, you got anything else? No. I, I don't know. What are we going to do next week? Um, next week, we are – let's do the Big 12 next week. Yeah. I think let's, let's save a Big 10 and SEC for last because – Yeah. 
Yeah, so Big 12, then Pac-12. Yep. It sounds like a It'll plan. just get ratchet up more in terms of relevance as we go along. So we'll do the Big 12 next week. Uh, we'll be sure to follow the same format. We'll be splitting the conference in half, going in alphabetical order, and then we'll put a betting guide out at the end of the week as well. But in the meantime, feel free to like, share, subscribe, and listen to the pod. Check our articles out on happyhoursports.net. I know Bennett's been rocking out so many MLB picks. Crazy amount of MLB picks. I've slowed down, um, and I'm I'm under 500 with up in units. So, second one's what matters. The second yes. one is what matters. I've only been doing props. Um, so, oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Props are props are a great equalizer sometimes, but uh, but yeah. Feel for, make sure to listen to the pod. Make sure to like, share, subscribe, and all that good stuff. Check us out on HappyHourSports.net. Join us in our Discord. We have in our Twitter bio the link to join that. Follow us on Twitter and on Threads. Bennett, what's our Threads? Uh, tailgates, tailgates and turnovers. Tailgates and turnovers. And then we are at TNTCFB Pod on Twitter. So follow us on socials. Feel free to interact with us. And But don't tweet at recruits. Do not. Tweet at or, us uh, instead. Yes. We'll argue with you if you want. We'll be your argument. We'll be your outlet for venting. Just don't tweet at the kids. Yeah. Leave them alone. Exactly. All right. Have a good weekend, everybody.